Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is our weekly podcast where we share our stories of starting and running our float centers, where we provide tips, insights, and information along the way. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float. And of course, you can visit artofthefloat.com to find any show notes, links, pictures from every episode. I'm Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra Calm. I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville. Lance is out today. I think it's Canada Day, 150 years, Canada. Congratulations. And uh, Brian's filling in tonight. Brian is our, uh, what do we call him, producer Brian, engineer Brian. And uh, he'll, he'll be joining us here in just a second. But boy, I have some names to get through. My goodness, thanks everybody so much for supporting us. It means so much to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for supporting our Patreon campaign. Uh, this is a way for people to make a donation, uh, a monthly donation to our show as a, a thanks to, uh, for, for us making a weekly podcast. And then, you know, we just aren't satisfied by taking your gift. So we're making sure that something goes back your way. There are float, uh, excuse, yeah, float pictures, photography that we're sending your way. Um, we usually try to keep the float tank out of the picture if possible so that uh, it's really usable no matter what type of float tank you have. Uh, so you get full sets of photos, uh, discounts on products and services that we offer, including the roundtables and marketing campaigns. So we're really excited about that. And let me announce, gosh, in just one week, we had uh, Ryan Matthew of Float LLC Thank you so much for your donation. Dan Spinagle, Logan Peters of Oasis Float, James and Amy Harder of Float Harder, Kaylin Wolf of Cloud9 Flotation, and just before the show here, Kylie Mae Stein of H2Ohm. Thank you guys so much for signing up to help contribute to uh, to this project that we, that we love making. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to help support us, please visit patreon.com forward slash art of the float or click on the Patreon uh uh, menu bar on artofthefloat.com. Thanks so much, guys. I want to give a shout out to California Float Concepts as well. Last week, we talked about the insulation that they're putting in the walls, which was great because we actually got to talk about that during our virtual roundtable, um, just how basically float tanks in general aren't soundproofed, yet they are just helping you out that much more as much as they can to reduce soundproofing, or excuse me, reduce sound getting into your float tanks. While, of course, they're working on other innovations like having dual pump systems. So uh, if one dies out, you can still operate, uh, adding Epsom salt automatically, sensors for everything from temperature to uh, a hydrometer in there. I mean, it's it's really impressive uh, what he's what he's building here, and they'll be at the float conference, so you actually get to check this thing out. Um, and uh, I'm actually privy to some uh, some pretty cool surprises with that float tank as well that I can't quite share just yet. But believe me, you're going to want to see this float tank at the float conference. Very cool. <sighs> well, Brian, Amy, welcome. How are you guys doing this week? Doing uh, good. Amy, I'm going to start you off again this week. <laughs> uh, Last week, yes. you had a, a pretty cool, exciting announcement, but it also yeah. was j almost like a bit of a tease because we weren't quite sure if it was going to go through or not. Would you catch up our audience right. on what's going on and give us the big announcement? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for the last, well, it's been a while. I, I've been looking on and off for the last year for a new location. We're actually two years behind this project, <laughs> uh, but we've had some difficulties along the way. Yes, you have. And, yeah, <laughs> it's an understatement of the year. Right. And so 
last, gosh, we've been working probably the last month to on one building that we actually looked at quite a few months ago. We gave them an offer, and they just came back with this ridiculous number, flat out turned us down, and it was kind of like, all right, whatever, we're moving on. So we went back after our last disaster, and we found out no one had been looking at their building. They weren't getting any of the offers oh, they expected to. Wow. And so suddenly they were ready to deal. Ah, nice. And <laughs> so don't, you know, it's funny. We have a tendency to think that, you know, we fall in love with a building. We put in our time and maybe something happens that falls through. You know, keep checking back on it. It certainly is worth it because you never know <laughs> where they're going to be a few months down the road. And that, that worked out for us in this case. This was kind of a great location for us. And as of last week, we have a lease. Woohoo! Congratulations, Woo Amy. It is Woo official. Big time, baby. Awesome. Big time. Super, super official. Yeah, thank you so much. Damn. Oh, it's, my God. Yeah. It, it truly has. I mean, <laughs> so, I'm sorry for over... over. No, you're I, fine. <clears throat> I have heard you in private conversations <laughs> talking about wanting to start a second location <laughs> since, I think, before we even started the podcast. And yeah. I know you, you haven't always shared that for, for multiple reasons, yeah. including just not wanting to... <laughs> Have our listeners here over and over again at not working. <laughs> exactly. I failed again. Uh, Fell through again. You can only hear it so many times before it becomes, you know, kind of boring. Well, I don't know. On from <laughs> from this podcaster's point of view, it is pretty exciting uh -huh. after hearing in the background those failures to hear you have this yeah. this giant win, big success. I'm yeah. so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Such it's a it's big all deal. it's both exciting and terrifying. At the same right. time. Right, yeah. yeah, good, good. If it wasn't, you'd be a stone-cold warrior, man. <laughs> that's, big, uh, that's big time. You know, it's funny. You, you get to this point where, you know, I've done this. Now I've been through this once, and we had a really mm. tough time the first time around. It took us two years to work with the health department. Right. It was not an easy go-around the first time. Um, so I thought, you know, certainly by this point, it wouldn't be as terrifying or it wouldn't be as, it wouldn't be that hard, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, should, I should be ready for this. But... Uh, yeah, it feels like I'm starting over all over again. Mm. It's it's interesting. Um, remember when I first when I started my first float center, there wasn't a whole lot of float centers. We didn't know a lot of what we know now. And when I say we, I'm not just talking about Mark and I, but but the industry in general. So this time around feels very different and very very new. Um, so we're we're looking forward to it. It's ex you know like I said, exciting and terrifying. Right. Well, again. I'm I'm so excited for you. Uh, how's your business partner, Mark, doing with all the excitement? So Mark is actually pretty excited. Uh, he has big dreams. So Mark is definitely the massive dreamer between us. Oh. I dream big, but I think, I like to think, I think realistically. Right, right. Mark is like, yep. It happened. All my dreams came true. We're going to put everything in this space and it's going to be perfect and wonderful. And nice. yeah, so I'm I'm already, you know, anticipating the numbers, redoing my redoing my uh, budgets and kind of like, OK, where are my priorities? Where do we need to right, cut? And Mark's right. like, let's add this and then we can add this and now we can do this. And I'm going, whoa. So, you Do know. He hasn't he worked with other flow centers on opening? <laughs> like, doesn't totally. he know how much chopping of the budget <laughs> or, or of, totally, of the dream yeah. happens and soundproofing all that construction? Yeah, but That's you know, hilarious. Mark is Mark is the eternal optimist, That's and sweet. you know, we need that. We need. That. Yeah, we totally need it. I I mean, we do balance each other out. I think as for the most part, as partners, we probably do work well together. Um, 
but yeah, so he, he's super excited. Of course, he's thrilled and probably a little less terrified than me, but I overthink things and, you know, ignorance is bliss. So <laughs> it's okay. What, That's the way it goes. What kind of, uh, what kind of things are you most excited about adding in there? Is it, can we, can we get a sneak peek or, uh. Uh, I'm going to roll some things out slowly, but, I, you know, okay. I I am, first of all, let me tell you, going from 1,100 square feet and no more room for more than three float tanks, just the fact <laughs> that we're going to have four float tanks and we have no problem fitting them in and the rooms are going to be nice and... Um, you know, I'm super excited. I'm just super stoked about having space. I just can't. Yeah. I've been cramped and in this tiny. I'm gonna have an office, y'all. I'm gonna have like a real office, um, not a not a TV tray in the kitchen with yeah. chair where everybody's like, uh, could you move or could you pass party. me the laundry. robe or can you, you right. know, laundry or whatever every few <laughs> seconds. Uh, so yeah, we are gonna have four float tanks um, in our center. We are gonna add saunas for sure. Nice. Okay. Nice. We're going to have massage chairs. We're going to at least test them out. We're getting two uh, zero-gravity massage chairs. And the reason we're doing that is um, we have a lot of people, I find, first floats that come in and they're nervous. And all I can think is, wouldn't it be lovely to put them in a massage chair? And I know other floats centers do this. So please, if you do this, and if you found this to be true, let me know. So it makes me feel better about my purchase. But I, if I could put them in a massage chair, I feel like if they could just get a little bit more relaxed, that going into that float, they'll have a better experience. Not that they don't come out saying, yes, that was a good experience. But I always like to think, what can I do to help them prepare and to create this good experience? You know, it's it's not all up to them to just come in and and create their own experience. You know, if they don't know anything about a float tank, a lot of their experience rests on us. Mm -hmm. How well are we doing intake? How comfortable are we making them when they walk in the door? Um, what, you know, what can we do to, to influence their first time float and their first time experience with us? So if anyone has zero gravity massage chairs and they, mm -hmm. and, and they have some input on how to use them or you know, has it been successful? Has it been something that you regret buying? Is it something that you're glad you spent the money on? I would love to have your input on that. Um, the other things we're doing, I'm not saying much simply because they're all up in the air. Uh, mm -hmm. we're, we've talked about cryo, um, working okay. in, in conjunction with a local cryotherapy company. Um, and also we've talked, this is an interesting debate too that Mark and I have gotten into is massage. Should we have massage or should we not have Ooh. massage? And nice. what are the pros and cons of that? Because, you know, yeah. we had a whole show on this before. Mm -hmm. And I and don't I think have, we convinced Lance. <laughs> no, we didn't convince Lance. And, and for me, you know, it's, I love massage. I'm a massage therapist. And what I would love more than anything else is to offer, you know, massage from a monetary and a business standpoint, there are a lot of things holding me back from doing that. So, yes, we have a massage room in the plans currently, hmm. but I don't yeah. know about that. Mm. I hear um, yeah, there's a lot of things. Dylan, uh, no, needless to say, you and I are going to probably be having some discussions. <laughs> I need to get some of your input on this. All right, let's do it on uh, the show. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. Uh, we'll have that. We'll bring up that whole thing over again, and I'll, yeah. I'll maybe we should because I do have some other interesting thoughts as to why I am c even considering it. So yeah, okay. that's a future show for sure. I I, uh, I have yeah. many thoughts. I have many thoughts. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. love to talk about it. Perfect. And, perfect. 
any other goodies, Amy? Uh, Ooh, maybe it's a foot bath yeah. or a kombucha on tap, a probiotic <laughs> frozen yogurt. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Well, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> totally uh, kombucha shower, yeah. A kombucha, <laughs> a kombucha shower. All I can think is like that scene from Flashdance where she throws her head back yeah. and she pulls, nice. <laughs> pulls the cord. It'd just yeah. be a kombucha shower. It's just awesome. salt water. Just salt. <laughs> you leave just covered in salt. How do you guys change out yeah. your salt water so frequently? <laughs> oh, we have a trap door in the bottom of all our tanks. We, we play a certain 80s song and have a dancer come in. She's yeah. a maniac. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to, I should not sing on the podcast. We don't want to chase away viewers. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so interesting. Okay, so this building, you know, I, I'm going from 1,100 square feet. This building is 5,800 square wow. feet. Wow, dude. I'm like, I do, bro. That is, I don't even know. Like, I'm wandering, and not only is so. This is the really funny thing. Not only is this building, and I'll explain why my father was even at this showing. Not only is this building of 5,800 square feet, but the funny thing is, we were in there looking at this building. I brought my father down from Florida because we are actually working on a project that's going in this building as well. But um, we were brought my father down and. And we were looking inside, and I was checking out that three-phase electric and the the massive tankless water uh, system that's in there. And my dad kept wandering off, and everybody's like, where did Marlon go now? And every time we turn around, Marlon would be gone, and he kept going outside. I'm like, Marlon, what are you doing out here? He's like, but this parking lot, it's so big. I'm like, yep, it's a big parking lot, 40 spaces, all hours. That's great. Come on in. I want to show you this stuff. Yeah. A few minutes later, where did Marlon go? I'm like, let me check outside. And he just could not get over this parking lot. So we had this massive parking lot. And my <laughs> father's like, well, he's like, you already have. You know how you're going to monetize the inside. But how can we monetize this parking lot? My father wow. is obsessed with this parking lot. Um so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm impressed that we have so much more space inside. But my father's already trying to figure out how to monetize the parking lot, which is so typical of him. Okay, well, I'm um, smart, right? Like when yeah, I was thinking smart. about square footage, uh, <laughs> I was thinking inside the building. But then we started adding food carts to our parking lot. Yeah. And then we we did strip it down to just one, which is Mowberry. But then it ended up taking up two spaces when they expanded recently. So that's oh. that helps our bottom line for sure. Yeah, for sure. it really does. And yeah, Marlon's already uh, created a concept for a food truck. I don't even I don't even know. What the rules are about food trucks in this place but <laughs> my father already has a concept for a food truck that he's planning on putting out there and yeah he's a little he's a little crazy but yeah so not only we're doing the float center but there are actually two separate entrances along the front it's a very long wow. building and my father and i has have always talked about going into business together um when we almost lost him last year we we didn't think that that chance would come but in this last year, this is very non-float related, so sorry in advance. I feel bad talking non-float here, but uh, we bought a we bought a business um, that sells raw milk cheese. And my father happens to my father's a food technologist. He owns manufacturing plants, and he actually has like on my he's a very much a renaissance man and on top of everything else he's actually won um national and international awards for his cheese that he kind of does on the side it happens to be at one of his facilities he's a a dairy part in his facility so yeah for fun my father does this kind of stuff and uh he had actually helped with this raw milk cheese company at least develop some of the cheeses that they sell and he is working on a patent uh actually i think he he's got it now uh on a process uh, that has to do with cheese. I can't talk too much about it, but it has to do with cheese. 
And we are actually putting in a, my, as my friends, my dear friends call it, um, Marlin's House of Cheese next door. Um, we are going to be selling, and, and I'm going to be handling the, the new branding for the company, well. as well as the customer, uh, the business to customer uh, fulfillment. And we are going to open up a bit of a storefront for the cheese. But in addition to that, we have been working on making kombucha and also oh, wow. a uh, sparkling probiotic drink uh, that we use. My father produces kefir at one of his company, uh, one of his facilities. And the probiotics in the kefir are, are the strains in the kefir are very well known for their um, for their help with uh, immune systems and that sort of thing. They have a lot of research to back it up. So we're using that for the sparkling probiotic drink. And uh, we're doing some yogurt stuff. So we are going to open with some kombucha, just basically make it a, ca a tap room as well as a cheese place. <laughs> Brian, you were not off on that one. Uh, no, nice. he was I'm not. Excited. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and then our goal is we have some investors interested. We are looking to create a tea lounge concept that we may franchise. I say that because wow. you never know what's going to happen. But we do have sure. a, a gentleman, an investor interested in a concept that we've been working on. And so it may end up working its way to that. But I just can't do all of that as I'm opening a float. Dude, <laughs> so I'm like, seriously, that's a lot. We're starting, we're starting small with the stuff that I that we've already done. We already uh, have made some of the kombucha. We're already working on that stuff and developing that. So um, yeah, we gotta we gotta pull it back until I get open. Yeah. And then we can move maybe forward. Maybe six months or a year or two years after that. Then start thinking yeah. about other projects. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Well, I guess yeah. Mark's going to be busy. My goodness. if he, He'll be handling a lot because um, I'll, be I'll be working with the manufacturing. So he'll be handling a little bit more than he's used to. Um, <laughs> we're not sure how all this is going to, uh, to pan out. Mm -hmm. We're already talking, you know, at first it was just going to be Mark and I opening the float center. We weren't going to hire anyone, uh -huh. but we're already thinking that we may have to go ahead and hire someone. So there's all these things I'm feeling. I'm already feeling that, that fatigue from mm -hmm. making decisions is like, please stop asking me questions. Huh. Stop making me make decisions. Uh, made my husband promise to uh, to make all the decisions as to where we go out to eat and what we have for dinner for, for the next, you know, eight months. That's great. Because uh, I don't want to make those decisions. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, so, yeah, that, sorry to go into those, but that that is interesting, the idea, because yeah. when I think about opening a, a second location, I think it's definitely smartest to have boots on the ground, you know, as the owner, actually be there, learn about your customer. And obviously your excitement is going to be contagious as well. So you want sure. to be there, but then I've also developed this lifestyle where I get to work from home and all of that. So would I just pay somebody to be there? And I don't think that would be smart to do, but then wait a minute, I have to manage this. And so it's, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll be interested. It's interesting. You say that, um, I have a theory and it really is just the theory. Who knows if this is actually going to, you know, who knows how it's really going to turn out, but you know, as Jessica and I have been going through all the systems at Float Nashville, we have everything written. We have videos done. Uh, we we understand our systems better this time. It's true we're going into a new and a very, very different environment. This is not Nashville. We're actually going outside. of. We're going to a suburb of Nashville, a little uh, about 25 minutes away from where we're at currently. But... Um, so it's a very, it's a very different thing. I'm going to have to learn some new stuff, but my goal is to be, and I say to be out of there in a year and that's not quite true. My goal is to step down from 
the management and doing as much everyday stuff within a year. I'm hoping it'll be faster. I mean, this is really going to be a test testament to how well do I really know my systems? How right. well do I have them down? How well, how good am I at evaluating what we've done? Uh, so in some ways I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but the, but the goal is to get out of there much quicker because, you know, we'd like to do at least one more facility. <laughs> I say this now. Damn. <laughs> yeah, Damn. we'll see. We'll see how this goes. So I, you know, who knows? Who knows? That's You, you always have the, you go in with plans and, yeah. and everything yeah, yeah. changes. But, totally. but yeah, I think the second one is kind of a testament to, well, just how good did I pay attention? How <laughs> well did I keep records? And, and, how, and for you, you know, at Flowshop, I'm assuming you're doing the same thing. And I know that you have a lot of your systems written down. I know that you have a lot of things that you can just transfer to a new location. So, yeah. And- you know, I don't have anything in the works for a second location. I, I feel like I've mentioned second location over the past few episodes. I don't have anything in the works to, to do just that. Um, but I came from a world of documentation. Like that, that was just, that's what I did for a living for a lot of my career. And nice. it just, uh, it, I, I kind of created my own niche at my last company writing documentation. Like it, it came from me as opposed to it being a job description. Um, so yeah, when, once we opened that, that's been a big thing for me is, uh, an open sourced um, <laughs> Google Doc manual, and uh, I, I do find, yeah, I we document, yeah, it's it's in there, and and, and encouraging yeah. employees to make sure that they add any anything new if there's a question, if you're training and it's not in there, boom, that that's on you to get it in there, and so we we continue to grow it organically. And I've been really impressed, you know, a little peek behind the scenes here at the podcast, but you and Brian both, especially I, I've seen Brian doing a lot of it um, recently, talk about documentation, even with the podcast, you guys are like on it. There is nothing that gets by that is not documented, that's not in, this, that can't be found somewhere. And I think that's the biggest takeaway I have from my first one and, and something that I would tell my tell people who are looking at starting a float center or considering starting a second float center Mm -hmm. is you know i got lazy or i got busy right yeah i I say lazy i really didn't get lazy i got busy yeah um you get so overwhelmed that's the that documentation is the first thing that falls that first thing that kind of slips through tracks somebody knows the information never again you know you can can somebody. somebody who can ask somebody so yeah you can you can get you can get distracted with that it become low priority yeah and mm-hmm. the reality of it is from day one, you're going to save yourself so much time and money if you have everything documented. And, and, and my goal, don't, mm-hmm. even if you don't do it, sorry, <laughs> even if you don't do a second flow center, yeah. it's so nice having those resources so nice. right it's there. It's good. Sorry, go ahead. Yep. No, it's good business. It's, right. it's good business. It's, it really is. Um, but my goal is that if something, and, and I'll tell you what, Mark had his heart attack a few, uh, two years ago. And all I could think was, okay. If something happens to me or something happens to Mark and somebody has to come in and run everything or take care of the business, do I have the documentation that I could take someone off the street, they can read through it and they can do and they can understand Mm -hmm. and they know where everything is just by reading all my, my paperwork. And that is, that's the goal. And, and it Mm -hmm. will, it'll save you money. It'll save you time. And especially if you're considering expanding or, you know, even if you're not, like you said, even if you're not considering it, um, you don't know what's going to happen down the road. Maybe yeah. you weren't considering it, but you have an opportunity. Yeah. A lot of reasons for documentation. Yeah. I mean, even even if it's like things you maybe do once or twice a year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have to document it or else I'll, by the t- second time I have to do it, I'm like, oh, crap, I don't remember what it is that I did. Sure. 
So luckily, I think Dylan and I both had very similar job duties in our previous lives. And I think I would say Brian, as far as the heart of the flow goes, Brian's the one carrying that torch. I like that you said both of our names, but (laughs) I just go, whoop, 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 whoop. And meanwhile, I hear this clickety, clickety clack on the other side. I'm like, Brian, mute your, mute your computer. (laughs) Yeah. Let me talk and mute your computer. He's on point for sure. He's, he's got this stuff down and, and I'm so impressed and, and so uh, in awe of that, and, and mm-hmm. it's something I wish everyone could could see and could understand the importance of. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. Word. Good guy. Word to your yeah. mother. Ah, exciting. Let's see here, Brian. So I don't wh- know. If, are we gonna? Oh, sorry, Amy. What? Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Well, I was I just, gonna. I was gonna ask what was going. What's going on with y'all? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. If, I, Brian has a float week. Brian, did you float this week? Uh, boy, I, how's your I float did center? not, but. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have a float center, much <laughs> to the <laughs> confusion of uh, everyone who thinks I quit my job to start a float center. Right. Um, <laughs> no, I have been, I have been trying to float more frequently. I haven't quite gotten to uh, once a week, which is kind of my goal. Okay. Um, but I've I've gone twice in the last month, and uh, even with, I don't know float, I don't know if float center owners have the same problem. I feel like they're a little more on top of of getting into the tanks. Um, than, than I've been in the past, but I've noticed the the last two times I went, I came out and I was like, oh man, like I have, the human body is so good at uh, changing to uh, current conditions that you put up oh. with a lot of stress and anxiety and, and you don't realize it. <laughs> then you hop out of that tank and you just take a huge sigh of relief. You're like, oh my God, like all this all this stress and worry that I've been carrying on my shoulders. Uh, floating's really good. I should do this more <laughs> often. <laughs> um, yeah. and for me for me, I'm like a live and die by the calendar kind of guy, so I know I know if I haven't gotten around to it, but if if I make a recurring float every Monday or something, I'm sure I'll make it happen. Um, but it's so beneficial, and it's it's funny to be in a position where I know the benefits of floating, hmm. but don't get around to floating as often as I should. Or oh, that that's I'd like. life. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the truth. I think we all suffer from that. I know Sandra and I are both suffering from that because we both feel guilty going into the float tank <laughs> and spending two hours of luxurious time uh, while the other person needs to be working and taking care of the baby. So we'll, <laughs> we'll get there too. Weekly sounds embarrassing. Possible though that sounds like a pipe dream, a beautiful, beautiful pipe dream. But yeah, uh, before before we continue and I talk about my week, which will kind of lead to a little bit of what we're talking about overall on today's episode, which is kind of that that summer slump that occurs and what we can do to to fight back against that. I want to mention the Float Conference, which is August twelfth and thirteenth this year in Portland, Oregon, of course, and. Um, Right now, you can actually vote for who speaks at this float conference. So uh, go to the link we have on artofthefloat.com on the, on the show page and um, go ahead and read about all these different people. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for because I want you to vote and, and make sure that we get the, the true true metric of what people want in at the float conference. But it's a really cool spread this year. Um, there, there are people talking about marketing. There are people talking about actually running a float center. And then there are people talking about things like augmented reality in float tanks, you know, technologies around floating, speakers around float tanks, and at not, not speakers, 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 audio speakers, um, electronic speakers, excuse me. Wow, did I just do that for no reason? Anywho, uh, the, 
point is, is that there's a, a quite a variety. Also, um, I think we have, I want to say it was a Marine, but a veteran uh, who wants to speak. And so there's just, a, actually, I think two veterans might want to speak. So vote for who you feel like you'll be uh, motivated uh, to actually sit in the float conference and, and witness because they all actually look really appealing. So <clears throat> I'll be excited to see what, what we get this year. Uh, again, that, uh, that link is going to be on our show notes. I think it's floatconference.com forward slash speaker dash voting. Uh, but just in case, um, you can just go to artofthefloat.com's show notes page to check that out. Again, Float Conference is August 12th and 13th. Floatconference.com is where you want to go to get your tickets. And this is going to be another big, big Float Conference, big year. Very excited about this. And we'll, we will see you there shortly. This isn't even far away anymore, which is crazy. But uh, at least I get to see so everybody fast. in person sooner than later. Okay, so... The summer slump thing is something that we don't quite experience the same way at the float shop that a lot of other centers do because everybody leaves Portland, but Portland is a great tourist town. Thanks, Portlandia and, and all that jazz. So people come in and they visit and Brian's shaking his head. Not a fan, but uh, it's funny. Portlanders watch Portlandia and we just sit there and stare at it. There's no laughter. We don't get it. It's, it's funny. Uh, so um, what, what happens is right before, before the school year gets out and maybe a week or maybe two weeks after that, we have a big slump uh, where the sun comes out, people go play, but it's not quite summer break yet where families are visiting Portland and all of that, where everybody goes on vacation. Um, so we, we kind of get the summer slump, but it's a little bit different than most other float centers. And so we're doing a heroic summer float challenge this year, and we're really excited about it and really proud of it. Uh, it's something... Um, I suppose I've been the number one between Sandra and I. It's been my project to work on this and work with a really cool artist named Steph up in Canada. Of course, he was such such a nice guy, so friendly to work with. <laughs> of course, he's Canadian. Actually, not too far away from Lance. I'm trying to get him up for a, a float. But um, so uh, really, really cool experience working with um, basically creating a complete campaign. And, and that's kind of one of the things I want to talk about today is the idea of you know, we have a slump, we have a sale, we do, we do these type of things. And we definitely talked about it during our marketing roundtable in depth, but just some of the basics of what we can do to ensure, um, raising our profile. So people are still thinking about us during the summertime and getting people in our doors during that time as well. And, um, before we continue, Amy, what's your experience at float Nashville with that summer slump? Oh yeah, we feel it. You we do. feel it. Uh, it, you know, it hasn't felt as bad in this last year um but it, it's still there and it's still when you when you come in and you see that empty that empty schedule um usually has a tendency to fill up but man there that that shot of panic is is not fun for sure right. um but it is getting a this year we actually had a five which is not great but at the level we're we are at i think it's actually quite good we had a we had a five percent growth this june over last june oh, which nice. I was super pleased with. And Did you attribute that to anything in particular? So like Portland, Nashville is definitely a tourist town. And during June, we have a CM, what they call CMA Fest. And it is when about 100, it seems like 100, actually it seems like a million people descend upon Nashville for a week uh, downtown to look at uh, country music uh, 
artists. They get to meet, do lots of meet and greets. There's tons of concerts. Nice. And so they just pretty much take over the entire town. And before that week starts and after that week ends, usually they stick around and do a few of the touristy things. And we felt we felt some of that this year. And in addition, our Predators, Go Preds, uh, <laughs> were up for the Stanley Cup. Some and kind of so sports team? It's a sports team. I didn't know this until, <laughs> you know, no, it's not true. I actually, um, I, but I don't, I, I don't watch hockey and I actually hockey. did not see any of the game. Um, and I didn't know what a Stanley Cup was. So, <laughs> so just to put it in perspective, just to keep it honest. Right. Uh, but but I did know that uh, not only was CMA Fest going on, where we had 100,000 people plus downtown, but people were coming in droves for these games, these big games for the Stanley Cup. And our downtown was just a mess. Mm. But there were so many people in town. And, of course, when the bars and the restaurants get so overwhelmed – um, and the usual tourist stuff gets so overwhelmed. We did see some more people coming nice. uh, okay, to, cool. to give us a try. Excellent. So we, we are high on TripAdvisor, and that helps. Right. Oh, gotta love TripAdvisor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially when you're when you're a touristy town. Yeah. yeah. It, it know, makes a difference. I. It seems like the the summer slump is is common, um, but not consistent across everyone. I feel like we had a mm-hmm. guest on a couple episodes ago that we were complaining complaining about the summer slump, and they said summer's our best time. Like mm. we have people coming in, no problem. So I wonder, I wonder if it's dependent mm. on your locale. Um, I'm sure it, it has to I'm be. I'm sure to, lo- location yeah. weather has to impact it. Like whether you're a college town or not. I mean, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a ton of different factors. It's right. all about your demographic and psychographic of, of your locals. So I'm, I'm sure that makes a big difference. Yeah. Do you, um, if if it's hot, if it's like eighty five, ninety, hundred degrees out, do you bump the temperature down on the on the tanks at all? Mm-hmm. Okay. We we do. We regularly get over a hundred degrees, um, and we do slightly. But you know, once they take their showers and they get in, we can't bump it down too far because then we end up with the same yeah. the same complaints. Right, right, right. But, but when they first walk in, that whole, oh, my gosh, it's so hot in here. It's like, well, mm-hmm. actually, it's like 20 degrees cooler than outside. I, but Yeah, I know. Um, it's not funny. Water <laughs> seems yeah, to have tell. a, <laughs> excuse me, uh, water seems to have a bit of a buffer so that uh, I, I feel like people will be more comfortable with a set temperature in the water than the air. The air, I feel like, needs to be uh, very specific. And, yeah, when it's hot out, people want it cool on the in, in the air. But if we cool down the water, that doesn't seem to make the, the same difference. They'll s- still be hot if the air is hot. And so, um, which is convenient because it's the easiest to change, in my opinion, to, to really to really get correctly. But yeah, we blast that AC between floats uh, at the float shop when it's when it's hot out for sure. Because with those hot showers, I mean, it's, it's two showers plus like our open tank room is just letting out humid air into the mm-hmm. into that room all day long so it's it's important for us to shock that with some ac kill the humidity and bring that temperature down oh yeah that's a big one for us yeah or if somebody's visiting from california you know i mean honestly or like coming coming in from hawaii they um they tend to actually want it warmer in their float tank and oh. they'll they will get cold is has been my personal experience <laughs> I have to admit, I am, I've always been very surprised at the range that people keep the temperatures of their water and their oh, rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there really is, there really is a range, um, quite a big range. And yeah, our, you're right. Our, our water, we do keep it down a little closer to, to 94. We don't go below that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yep. I didn't think about air temperature. We do leave the doors open a lot more between, like even when we're doing intake, 
so that they're not <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable in the rooms because they're already sweaty and that might feel bad. But yeah. then we really don't change room temp much, but I, I maybe we'll have to experiment with that. Might, might be worth looking at. Might be worth yeah. looking at. It just tends to be easier than, than the water, and I feel like people get more benefit from the air temperature change than the water change. So um, back to back to the summer slump, or yeah, if it's not yeah. a summer slump, if maybe it's a wintertime slump for, for other people, whatever. But the idea is like, how do you get people into your float tanks? And so uh, the float shop has been doing this heroic summer float challenge, and it's basically a, lifted exactly from what yoga centers do, which is... Uh, People tend not to do yoga as much during the summer, so how do you get people in there? Uh, filling filling your class sizes, you do a yoga challenge, and so this is a float challenge. It just has an extra twist of a bit of a fantasy aspect to it, which is, um, so for our marketing, for our social media, and for our email campaign, we have what they're called chibis, which basically is just a style of art, which is... Uh, kind of cartoony with big heads, a bit of an anime style to it, which Sandra was very worried. And I, I'll admit I was worried too that this was so different from our normal brand that it wouldn't fit. But it's actually been proven to be a really nice breath of fresh air away from our, we're, we're always cozy, we're always warm. It's always this particular feel. And then this is just us having fun. It's still cute. There's still a lot of heart to it. And it's about how we're all heroes. We're all brothers and sisters and parents and uh, taking care of employees. I mean, just we're all taking care of the world and, and our community. And so we're all these heroes. So let's make us fantasy characters in, in this campaign. And we all need to power up. So we all need to float and recharge. And um, so that's, that's the kind of the fun part of it. And that's what makes the social media really fun to interact with. And then um, the challenge part is very similar to what a yoga studio would do. You know, you can get a water bottle, not at the float shop, but at yoga places, you get a water bottle or a yoga mat or, you know, depending on how much you come in, you might might get these prizes. So we, we did, um, basically for anybody who signed up, you just get all these coupons to local businesses, which was really fun because I just got to reach out to all these different businesses and say, you know, would you, would you like to participate and just get to know the owners a little bit better for those that I didn't know as well? Everybody I talked to was excited about it and super responsive. Uh, so what's cool about that is um, it doesn't cost me anything. <laughs> so like if you come in and float once and you don't come back, I didn't just give you a $100 prize, you know. I just gave you something that integrates you more with the community. <clears throat> you feel like you just got a win. You know, you just got all these coupons and it didn't cost me anything. So that like works out awesome and then um and then like a yoga challenge uh, you can do um you basically earn things as you float and um i saw float house launch their uh float challenge and their fourth float was free and that that rang pretty true to me getting in for four floats during a month is could potentially be a challenge but it's also a good bar to hit so uh we did fourth float is free and then um, you get discounts beyond there. Like, diff um, So obviously we have different services as well, but you can earn credit towards the float shop at different levels. Or I think we have a 50% off massage, 50% off spacewalk if you do eight floats, which is float massage and acupuncture and a meal in there. So things that won't be earning us a lot of money, but a really fun way to interact with our community and give them something back for kind of spending so much time in our space as well. So it's really cool. Oh. Also, just to keep keep rambling here, is that it, um, you know, instead of selling like a float 
float challenge package or something like that. I didn't want to do a sale or create something new for this. Really, if, if this is new to you, just sign up for the membership. That's our best way for you to experience this. You can cancel at the end of the month. So um, really can also boost membership as well. So that was kind of the, kind of the thinking overall for the campaign. And uh, that's, that's where we're at right now with it. As it's uh, been really fun to launch and see people's reactions to it and the, the cute uh, chibis, again, as they're called, and, and all of that. So it's been, been really fun. Um, if anybody wants, please follow the float shop on, uh, on Facebook if you want to see our, our campaign as it's going on. Amy, did you have a comment? Yeah, I, actually, first of all, I was going to say, I did. Uh, I, I am following, of course, the float shop, and <laughs> the promotions are adorable, first of all. Thanks. I love them. And very eye-catching and wonderful. Um, I was just curious, because uh, you're, you're really gamifying this, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of studies about the kind of the addictive aspects of that, mm -hmm. which is kind of fun to play with. But also, I was wondering, is there anything that you're doing to recognize publicly or, or in some way the, the top the top performers. I mean, so I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, this sounds like a like you're playing a video game. It's like, wow, do you have like the top three of people who floated the most? Or I'm just curious. Yeah, that's great. I I think if if you ever do something like this, you should play with it and see what kind of things you can do to to continue to gamify it. And we don't we do have a, a board um, that's up on the wall. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. So basically you get a gold star every time. Good, yeah. good job, kiddo. <laughs> and that you get up to track your, your progress. And so you can see how other people are doing. You can use a, what do they call it? A handle. You know, you don't have to use your real name if you don't want to. Um, and we also have a private one. If you just really don't want to share it, we can keep, uh, we have another one behind the desk, so you don't have to share it. But so far, everybody's really excited about it. It's, it's not quite the competitive, like I'm, I'm going to get more than this guy, but, uh, more just a fun way to celebrate everybody floating. Do they get to put their gold stickers, their gold stars on themselves? No, we do that ourselves. Oh, no, okay. yeah, they can. I, I think I'd we give sad. the option. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one's not documented. We'll be sure to add that to the manual about how that's handled. <laughs> So sweet. Uh, uh, let's see here. This actually, so we're late on. So sorry, Ned, you, you asked that. I realized there's a few more things. So it's not just social media. It's not just email, but we have in-house posters that we're putting up as well. Those are coming up a little bit late. But basically, if, if you walk in, you instantly know that there's a campaign going on in case you missed it on your social media or you didn't sign up for our newsletter. So I want to make sure everybody's aware of it and that they can participate when they come in. So um, that's that's the other part of it. Oh, and gosh, this is a big one. Uh, every time that you float, you're entered to win a trip to Brighton Bush Hot Springs. So that's just a little ways outside of Portland, kind of, well, definitely in the same kind of vibe as the float shop of self-care and relaxation. So uh, yeah, we'll send somebody out there to, to have a nice trip. And uh, yeah, we, Sandra and I were really debating, like how, like, is it at the eighth float? You, you, you get a credit or like a what point does it unlock, you know, or is it fourth? That way more people get a chance to, because how many people are really going to float eight times? And, and we went back and forth. And then finally, it's just a breakthrough of, oh, wait, just every time you float, that's just one more drawing, one more time your name is in the basket to potentially be drawn. So I thought that was a fun way to kind of work a balance out so everybody can potentially win, but then there's still reason to float frequently. Okay. Um, the, the idea of gamification is an interesting one to me. I think it is one that we will see more and more in floating. I think we see successful businesses using gamification. And I think I, I almost have a reticence to it on one hand because it's like, pfft, that's not what this is about, you know? Like, this is about the, the letting go experience, about looking inward. But then everything is gamified. From, I'm, 
<clears throat> I, uh, you know, getting your black belt in Japan, or at least traditionally, you have a white belt and it just gets dark from use until you have a black belt. You know, it's not like you go through ranks. And so when that came over to the US, or at least Europe, I'm not, I'm not really sure on the history of it, they gamified it. You know, they said, all right, your attention spans are a wee bit shorter than ours. We want you to come to class. So <laughs> here are tiers that you can get to within, you know, just a few months at a time. And then that gets longer and longer as you go so that it, as your, <laughs> maybe your attention span gets longer, but as you're, you're more integrated into it and want to stick with it. So I was like, well, God, that, that's gamification right there, but it doesn't feel like it to me. So how can we integrate these things in, like f for this campaign, this doesn't seem subtle and doesn't seem matured to me, but what kind of things can we do in the future so that it really does make sense for people coming in? So uh, yeah, gamification is an interesting one. It's definitely part of it on this one, and I think it's fun. And really, no matter what, they are spending 90 minutes in a float tank. They are having inward-facing time where that ego gets to step away and they really get to experience self. So no matter what, it is a total win, right? Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. It's great how it works. Absolutely. Ah, I love it. <sighs> yeah. Thanks for letting me ramble about that. It's It's been really exciting. It's been a lot of work and we're giving it to, or we are, <laughs> we're putting it out for the entire float community to use as well. So uh, that's the other really cool part of this is, well, it's freaking difficult to run a float center. It's <laughs> from just the, the plumbing aspect of it, you know, and maintaining your, the air temperature, the water temperature, the plumbing, the drain, just, just the float center itself is so much work. Client interaction, yeah. it's exhausting. And like you've talked about a lot, and I've always agreed with you, it's difficult to manage your business while you're working there too, because employees have questions. Customers want to have 45-minute conversations, and you want to engage with them too. It's all really cool stuff. But then the marketing takes a backseat. The outreach, the community outreach takes a backseat. So uh, what we're doing with Art of the Float is saying... We know you're busy. Here's a package at a reasonable price so that you can get people in during the summer slump, or if it's for you, it's during the winter slump. I mean, use it however you want to, but here are assets for a campaign. Here's how to launch it. You know, comes with documentation, all of that. And if you also, we, we actually ended up doing two tiers. We weren't, we, we brainstormed on this for quite some time, but basically here are the assets. And if you have the time and the, the um, wherewithal for Photoshop and all, whatnot to um, put, put this together, uh, you can launch it all yourself or for an extra fee, you can have Brian, uh, who's on the show today, uh, can go in there and make sure that your branding stays true throughout this campaign. So the colors, the fonts, your logo, all those things that are true to your brand. It's not like, oh, I just purchased this random thing and launch it out and it doesn't match with anything else that we do mm -hmm. here. It still integrates with what you're doing and that's really important. So if you want to make sure that stays true for yourself, you can do that or we can do that for you as well. So really excited to do this. I, I mean, I don't know that anything like this exists in the float community. Do, do you know, Amy, does this exist? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, yeah, not not bundled up like this. Not right. not to this degree. Not to this. You know, your your plan is pretty extensive. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm, it's fun. I'm excited to see how it works. 
my my number one concern, if like there are pros and cons, my biggest concern would be multiple float centers within the same area uh, mm -hmm. wanting to do the campaign. And so that's one thing where it's like, hey, be friends with your competition, <laughs> be in communication would be a great way to, to start. Um, I think we'll also do um, a, a most most uh, price refund. If you find that somebody is launching that after you've already paid for it, we'll refund most of the price to you as well uh, so that you don't get, get burned by that basically. Um, it's also yours. So if you just want to stick with this and use it every year, this is a really, really good <laughs> package to do. It's, it's really fun. And uh, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why you can't use this over and over and yeah, it boosts memberships or packages, sales. Go ahead. And I love that you mentioned you can use it over and over because, you know, once you have something that works, yes, yes. you really shouldn't have to do more than tweak it every year. It's perfectly fine to put that on your schedule and say, I know now. And that's what we're all working towards. That's what makes it easier. You know, you're able to, to do this now every, you know, that you're going to roll it out maybe the first of June or mm -hmm. the last week of May yes. and it runs through yes. July, whatever. Um, yeah, super important. You're not just making a one-time purchase. You're not just doing this once. It's... If it works, it's it's good to go for a few years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember I remember that was the biggest takeaway in the marketing planning roundtable. It's like it takes a little work to get a plan together, but once you've got a plan, mm -hmm. you can execute it year after year after year so and it makes easier. life so much easier. And yeah. so speaking of the execution, that's that's really important. So like we take with this, we're taking a lot of the work out of it so that you don't have to if you don't have the time and the resources to do all of this, but just on the whole, even if you're not using this campaign, if we can just go over some some basics of how this campaign works, but really any campaign you create can can benefit your business is first having a bit of a teaser. So like for this um, campaign, you know, it for us it's all of July, but you don't want to launch it on July first. People don't know about it. There's no anticipation for it. So making sure that there's some publicity beforehand or a newsletter beforehand that lets people know that you're launching a campaign to create a little bit of excitement about it. Um, again, we did this for a month. I think you could do it all summer long if you wanted to, but I did want a little bit of that sense of urgency to get this in as opposed to, ah, oh, wait till next weekend. Ah, oh, wait till next weekend. It all being within one month feels like there's a certain sense of urgency, which I think motivates people a lot. It's kind of the, the same feeling as FOMO, uh, fear of missing out, which is if, if I don't get it now, I might not get in or I might not get this deal or this, this bonus content, whatever it is. So for us, for the float shop, that's kind of that, that, not so much FOMO, but the, the sense of urgency. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we, we had to do a lot of things ahead of time, like talking with all of our local businesses, getting them all on board, getting their logo, uh, you know, high resolution logos, all of that stuff. Um, really planning how we're going to execute this. Like, why do we have the number of images that we have? Well, one is a teaser. The others are to be launched uh, every week. So every single week we launch another of these chibis, these images that help reacquaint everybody with the program that we have going on. For people who are following us, it'll be fun to see these popping up. And again, each one is representing an aspect of floating or a benefit of floating. So people can talk about do you, do you get a better night's sleep because of floating? Or the one that uh, we released as of the recording of this is the warrior who's floating in a float tank with a shield and a sword next to his float tank. It's really, really cute, really fun. And, you know, that's for the runners, the weightlifters, CrossFit, you know, all the, the athletes. But also, I consider myself a warrior in a way, you know? So we're, we're all in, in some way fitting into these different categories as well. So, um, yeah, I'm... I'm excited about that. But anyway, making sure that there's a plan to actually roll it out. People are touching base with it 
throughout the length of the campaign as, get, as opposed to one social media post or one email blast, which is what happens with sales a lot of the time. It's like this weekend only, and there is a sense of FOMO, two days only, 50% off floats, and people buy and they stock up, and then you see that slump immediately afterwards. This kind of keeps those fires stoked throughout the month. That makes sense. And, and it keeps them using that float. So the money comes in and during the time when you need it, and also they're using their floats up. So, you know, one mm. thing that I, a mistake I, I made real early on, hopefully I only made it once, but, you mm. know, I, I would make sales on like vouchers. I would pre sell vouchers because mm-hmm. I, needed, I needed that money. <laughs> right. But then they wouldn't come and float immediately. Right. And the whole point is to get those tanks filled right. during those times, not just purchasing. Mm-hmm. So, so by this, doing this challenge, it makes it, it, if they want to participate, they have to come in and float. It's mm-hmm. not like they're buying something that they'll be using during right. their busy time a few months right. later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Good Wh- thing to keep in mind. Which sadly, I feel like we are cannibalizing our business a little bit because summertime, like, um, later in July, like around the 12th, 15th, we're going to see a lot of people coming in from out of town who want to spacewalk or want to do combinations where they spend a lot of money. And I'm curious if we're going to be booked up with our member floaters, which is not the worst thing in the world, but um, I'll, I'll be interested to look at our financials afterwards to see how how did this do. In the end, it's just a test, right? It's just like, can we put together a, a marketing campaign package and get people into our float center as the float shop? You know, this is a, a really fun test. And then we'll next year we'll go, okay, when is the true appropriate time to launch this? So yeah, that's part of it. Uh, so yeah, uh, prep beforehand. I mean, making sure everything is set up beforehand so that you're not creating content before or you know while the campaign is launching. So you're not up till three in the morning uh, trying for me, it's talking at Sandra, like, no, move, move this graphic over here, move that graphic over there. Well, what I envision is this is like, Oh my God, we're, <laughs> let's just launch it the day after tomorrow for God's sake. Uh, so instead everything lined up beforehand. So it, you, it's ready to just be in your social media queue and launch automatically is, is great. Um, and then you just get to kick back and interact on social media with people reacting to your posts and all that, which has been fun. So yeah, you don't want to be, uh, you don't want to be burnt out from uh, so burnt out from setting up all the marketing stuff that you have nothing left to interact with customers when they're responding on social media. Before we continue, I do want to give a shout out to Floataway, who have been supporting this show since day one. It's absolutely amazing that they've been so willing to support us and uh, share Floataway brand, float tanks, tranquility, float cabins, float arounds, float tanks with lids, float tanks without lids, float tanks with uh, you push a button and it opens for you starlights in the ceiling just all these different amazing things that float away is integrating into their float tanks thank you so much for supporting us throughout this over a year now that we've been podcasting it it uh, means a lot to us and um, i appreciate everybody who has been going to check out, out float away and mentioning art of the float that you're actually uh listening to the show and letting them know that, that you heard about them on the show. That That's uh, really cool for us to see and, of course, for our advertisers to see as well. It's, it's pretty neat. Uh, we have a brand-new float-away Tranquility float tank at the float shop that we really wanted to stick with our old Tranquility float tank, which was awesome, but it was also falling apart a bit, and it was just more and more work for me to maintain. I mean, this tank was... 15 plus years old, I think. Uh, I mean, it was, it was an old, old float tank and actually still works, 
but uh, we couldn't replace it with a different type of float tank because so many of our floaters would just be pissed off, basically. So we went with almost the exact same float tank. I We didn't get it in blue. We went with white. Uh, just I, I prefer it. The salt it just doesn't show on a float tank when you go with white. So uh, we went with that, and but we went with the star lights and uh, some other cool features in there with the colors of the lights inside the float tank and all that stuff. Floataway.com is where you want to go to check it out. You know, actually, that reminds me, before we go back to uh, marketing during the summertime, Amy, are you willing to share what kind of float tank you're going with at your at your float center? Are you keeping it a secret? Sure. Um, no, no, there's really, I guess there's not a secret. Um, so if any of you know my business partner, he has this side project uh, and he loves to make float tanks. He just makes them kind of for fun and a lot of them are to the point where, you know, they're, they're ones that we couldn't fit in hmm. Float Nashville. Um, we're actually building all of our own float tanks. Mark's wow. been working with an engineer, Damn. some fiberglass guys. Uh, Mark has done fiberglass in his previous life. So, uh, yeah, so we're actually going to use all of um, Mark's float tanks in our new center. Wow. wow. That's awesome. Kind of crazy. It's scary. Are you scared? Yeah, I was going to say, are you scared? <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Um, only, you know, they're, I'm like, Mark, I think we should probably test these and such. Um, he's been doing some work with them, and I, I probably shouldn't shouldn't say those things. But, yeah, we're using all of Mark's, uh, they're all Mark original tanks. And, quite frankly, uh, what I'm seeing so far, they're they're beautiful. And they're all different kinds. Huh. Very cool. Wow. That's, that's really yeah. cool. Of course, the business owner of me is going, cha-ching, awesome. They're <laughs> made in-house hopefully that means savings that he's already built most of these all of them yeah uh one of them is completely done so he he got a wild hair a few years it's been about a year and a half now he built a seven and a half foot round tank oh wow a fiberglass tank Jeez. um that's been sitting in a warehouse because no we can't fit it in right. anywhere yeah. um <laughs> and we're actually at this point i'm I just talked to our architect. I'm like, are we going to be able to fit this in the door? We're going to have to put it in and build the room around it, which makes, once again, makes me a little nervous. But, um, yeah, so one of them is built. He's working on another one now that uh, he has a, an open tank that's done that he just finished up. Um, and awesome. he's been working with another friend on a design, on a cabin. And, yeah, so we're doing something that's, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> right to, to everybody. A lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's going to be one of those you know things. Hey, hope it works out. It'll be it'll be an experiment, and or you might see us fall flat on our face. I don't know. <laughs> so but, I, so yeah. I shouldn't run to the bookstore and pick up uh, fiberglass for dummies and, and roll <laughs> roll my own. Uh, yeah, roll your own. yeah, yeah. So um, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, it's an adventure, right? Float cool. centers are an adventure. Wow, that's really cool. That's exciting news, too. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's big time. That's I like that time. you go with different styles, too. I feel mm. like it's nice, I think, as a as a consumer. Like, mm -hmm. it's fun to have different options. Um, I know when I'm at the float shop, it's like, mm, which which tank am I in the mood for today? <laughs> nice. Usually whichever's yeah. open, but... <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you just get you just take what you can get. Right. I, I understand that. But, you know, it's been interesting. We have three tanks. We have three very different tanks now. We have an Oasis, and uh, it's, it's an Explorer, a Skate Pod Explorer. Yeah. And then we have the open tank that Mark has built. And we sell a three series to an introduction three series to new clients. And all of them... No, I shouldn't say all of them. The majority of them, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to buy the three-pack because then I can try all three tanks. Um, oh, interesting. 
and it's so it's almost nice unintentionally turned into a a great sales point a little sampler package i like that sam- <laughs> yeah. that's cool and we're we're going similar we're going to have a cabin and open and two different pods so yeah it's it's going to be a smorgasbord at <laughs> any place nice. <laughs> I, I will say that the one negative to having four different types of float tanks is the amount of time you, you spend talking about it. And explaining them. And, yeah, explaining oh, them. Yeah. But but I will say you really start narrowing it down to what the pros are of each float tank. You know, you, re, you really get to cutting to the chase of this is why you'd want this tank. This is why you'd want this tank. This is why you want that tank. And, and letting them choose. And, you know, on our website, we we actually made a video where Mark and I talk about the differences between the three tanks. Oh, cool. We have pictures of each the, of each of the tanks and, and kind of uh, have the points of what Great. the experience is. Idea. And every day, it doesn't matter. Trust me. It doesn't matter. People will still call you and oh, they will sure. still ask you. Absolutely. Well, what's the difference? Oh, yeah. Uh, did, did, well, making let me the tell videos, you. did making the videos reduce that contact at all? None. None? <laughs> None. Not even a little. I was so excited. I'm like, now we won't have to field this call multiple times a day. <laughs> and, yeah, it doesn't matter at all. It's kind of like despite the fact that we have pricing as one of our main header uh, links, <laughs> yeah. we still get emails every single day and calls every single day. Well, how much? I couldn't find it on your site. How much right. does it float? You know, that well, one always kind of on the front page. actually hurts my feelings when they say I couldn't find it on your site. Like, oh, <laughs> man, I thought we built something quality. Damn it, anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, so people are just busy, and I guess they just kind yeah. of gloss over it. Yeah, mm. but still, Brian, I'm going to need you and your camera. Let's let's videotape. Uh, or videotape. Wow, did I just date myself? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's digitally photograph in video format uh, our float tanks at the, at the shop. Uh, yeah, no things. problem, Dylan. I think I can find some VHS, uh, blank VHS school. tapes on, on eBay. I'll <laughs> nice. order those right up. That's real to real. <laughs> All right. No, it, it's sorry. Oh no, I was gonna say it's not a bad idea. I've done uh, I've done videos in the past for not float centers, but different companies, uh, certainly smaller companies that are selling uh, like products. And if you have a uh, someone videos of someone with a product going through all the features and why you mm. get it, um, why you, why you would buy that specific one. Um, there's a company I was consulting with that cut their, cut the amount of calls coming in for, you know, which backpack should I buy from you by about 70%. Wow. And if you're a, a small business with only three or four people doing right. all the jobs that come with running a huh. business, um, that that's huge. Um, mm-hmm. so that's why I was, I was kind of surprised Amy that it didn't, didn't even make well, a dent for you, but I, wonder, I thought it would. I wonder if somebody who's buying a backpack for hiking or so, you know something real specific, they're really they want the deets hardcore. Whereas maybe yeah. floaters, while there are the hardcore researchers out there, we definitely have those. I think maybe in general, um, they're a little bit more. I'm going to go to a spa, and you know, there's less research. It's less hardcore, right? To right, find right. out all the data on it. Maybe I mean just just spitballing here, just spitballing. No, you're right. Hikers are a surprisingly picky bunch because they're hmm. they want to know the weight limits and the load and sure. know, can I fit internal frame, external frame, etc. So wow, that makes. I was sense. just gonna say I don't want the chafing on my hips. You know, like after a while, that's. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. There's a lot to it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. Are there are some float centers where they have all the same tank, and I would be kind of mm-hmm. curious. Um, if they found that to be, if there's some pros to that, or 
or some or if they wish they would have done something differently. So that might be another show or at least get mm-hmm. some feedback on because I'm really curious now that we're going through and making right, these, right. these decisions. You know, do you have the same? Did you intentionally choose the same tanks? Did you intentionally choose to have different tanks? And if so, would you do it differently? Would yeah. you go back and, and do it differently? That, that is good. I mean, I, there's the obvious pros of like, I only need to explain this one float tank, right? Like that's yeah. that's super easy. But then, well, is there one that's better for somebody who has claustrophobia? I love that we have that as a, as a gateway for somebody to come in and even if they have claustrophobia. So yeah, I'd be curious. But then how many people are you actually losing because of claustrophobia? Is it really make a difference via how much time we're spending explaining these float tanks to people? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd be curious to hear what other float centers have to say about that. I do like I do like that terminology, the open tank, the gateway tank. <laughs> right. Like We're going to get you hooked. Yeah. We're going to get you in there. And it's interesting, a lot of people who do start out in the open tank, they always end up in the closed tanks. So that's so funny that you say that. Always. I disagree with you. I, I get so many people <clears throat> who, okay, so they end up going, okay, I want to try a closed float tank now that I'm used to the open one. Mm-hmm. But so many people go, oh it's the same thing or I prefer that open feeling. It's just this matter of preference. There's just, call, call me crazy here, but like some kind of energetic difference by having an open or, or a closed float tank. So I, we, we get, it's kind of, kind of similar, but also, uh, I mean, the open float tank can give a good float, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting metrics. Interesting metrics. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder yeah, if, there, if there's anyone fun. out there who started a float center with, different tanks and then either went with all singular oh. tanks either switched over or opened a second location yeah. with all the same tanks uh reach out to us let us know we'd love to hear please. info at art of the yeah info at art of the hit us up we'd love to uh hear about your thoughts on on this topic yeah yeah love you help on the me show. help me make some decisions <laughs> yeah right yeah <laughs> nice Amy, what are nice. you doing during the summertime do you do you i'm sorry that we, we talked about the slump a little bit here and maybe yeah but but uh, I mean I know you had a boost five percent mm-hmm. boost we did but do you do you In plan June. for something to make sure we do um, you know it, for us we we start feeling a slump in April we have a slump hmm. in every April we have a drop we don't panic we know it's coming we shut down for several days and do a lot of maintenance during oh, wow. April so we know when we know when that's coming <laughs> yeah. um, when we have in the past we have always run our art programs our float art programs in May and June. Uh, we have now switched that up because we are getting a little bit busier and, and we don't have the ability to do that uh, the same way. Um, but so May, May has been great. I really can't really complain too much about May. Mm-hmm. In the past, I focus in the summertime on getting people in who only came in once in the last six months. Oh. I really put my focus on those. So, you know, I'm not a big person on giving lots of discounts like it's not discounts that I advertise to everyone a public discount Mm -hmm. but I am not unopposed to doing discounts for specific reasons and those trying to get those people's those people's (laughs) I'm bending new language the the previous clients back into our tanks um, becomes a top priority and I don't mind doing a little bit of a deeper discount and that's done privately I mean they're sent I say right. individual emails but no it's, it's a group of of people that we called from our uh, from our list that we focus on and yeah that's how we that's how we spend our time that's a great idea by the way which is the idea that it's 
So I could do a big sale that everybody knows about, or I can do these private emails, which I know MindBody has, Spa, I, or Booker. <laughs> Sorry, I still want to call it Spa Booker. Um, but uh, these softwares have this integrate. I don't know if integration is the right word. You can do a report and see who's been to your float center, when, how often, all these different different little metrics. And so you can go, okay, I want an email list of these people, the people who visited once or maybe twice a while ago, but like you said, haven't been back for six months. So what a great way to go, hey, haven't seen you in a while. Do you want to come back at 25% off, 50% off, whatever you want to do, somebody who's not very likely to come back maybe during your summer slump and get them back into your to your float tanks. That's, that's great. Yeah, I think it's great. And, you know, just like what you're doing, shoot, with your flow challenge is you're focusing on the people who have already been there. Mm -hmm. I don't think the summertime is a great time to focus right. on uh, getting new people. Like, I'm not going to spend Facebook ads or money on trying to reach new people. I'm going to focus on my warm list. I'm going to focus on those who've already been in there, who know what we do. Um, and, yeah, the challenge is a good way to do that. Yeah, trying to get them in for a for discounted float. Mm -hmm. All my focus on, is on that, no matter no matter how I do it, and we go through to it at multiple multiple ways. But uh, yeah, perfect time of year, perfect time of year to, to hit them back up. That's such a great point of of something I didn't talk about with this campaign, and just what you brought up as well, which is not about necessarily getting new people in. I think we might get people to sign up for memberships. I think there can be a benefit from that, but that's not the main aim that all the marketing, all the targeting is to existing floaters already and just making sure that they are coming back in during that time, because yeah. you're right. It's, it's a difficult time to, to nab somebody new when there's, should I go float? Should I go kayaking? Should I go up the mountain or should I go float? You know, like you're competing with so many different yeah. options during the summertime when people want to get out, at least in Portland. And I think that's pretty true across the U.S. and maybe parts of Canada as well, if it's not still covered in snow where you're at. But, uh, <laughs> not quite sure what the what the weather's like up there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, cool. Thank you guys so much. Hopefully we gave some little little information on summertime planning for your how to make sure that you're getting people into your float centers. We want our float centers to thrive. We want this uh, to be a thriving industry. And so uh, hopefully that helps. Of course, we're launching this product as well. So hopefully we can help you guys with that as well. If you don't want to put together an entire campaign, go to artofthefloat.com. Brian, what is the, is it, do they just click on a button or do they want to type in something specific? Yeah, you know, I don't have the URL with me uh, right at the moment, but yeah, if just... you click on, if you click on products and services uh, cool. in the menu bar at the top there, it'll... Uh, you'll be able to find it. Woohoo. All right, cool. <laughs> thank you very much for that. Yep. And uh, thanks everybody for listening. Amy, thank you. Thanks, Brian, for being here on today's show. Thanks to Lance, who's not here this week, but we care so much about uh, while he's doing his deal today. I think I mentioned it before is a uh, not technically Canada Day, but uh, he does get a, a he or excuse me, he is at work. That's right. <laughs> he does need to be working as of the recording of this. That's right. Uh, I was getting confused in my head. And uh, thanks to Emily for writing the show notes on this. And uh, yeah, till next week. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week. Oh.